I'm Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to the Learn With Less podcast, a family enrichment program for parents and caregivers, educators, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together for some play, music, and conversation about early development and early parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new families and educators that you can support and connect with a baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. This episode of the Learn With Less podcast is the last of a four-part series about incorporating play, language, music, and movement into everyday routines. These episodes feature a conversation between myself, Ayelet Marinovich, a pediatric speech-language pathologist and founder and creator of the Learn With Less curriculum, and Miranda Zumbaris, an early childhood educator and interventionist, licensed Learn With Less facilitator and entrepreneur. In this series of four episodes, we will explore the four pillars of the Learn With Less framework and examine how we can incorporate more of each of those into our everyday routines to support connection and early learning. For each episode, we chose one routine and one everyday object and explored the ways in which we could infuse developmentally enriching experiences into everyday life and helping families see that they can do this using the time, energy, and materials they already have. Be sure to check over at our Instagram and Facebook pages at Learn With Less and at Early Intervention Mama for additional content that may support your understanding and experience of these episodes. As we release each episode, we'll link to them in the show notes so you can access them easily. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalet. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Today we've got a special guest on Learn With Less, Miranda Zumbaris, an early childhood educator and early interventionist, licensed Learn With Less facilitator and the brains behind Early Intervention Mama. Let's welcome her back to the show. Hello to Miranda, hello to Miranda, hello, 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 hello to all our old friends, hello to all our new friends, hello, 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 one last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Okay, welcome back to the Learn With Less podcast, and welcome to my co-host for these four episodes, Miranda Zumbaris. Hi, Miranda. Hello, I'm glad to be there. I can't believe this is the last one of this installment. Tell us over on the socials, did you enjoy this? Was this fun to have Miranda join us for all four (laughs) episodes? This is so fun. I had a great time. It is nice to have a co-host, actually. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Miranda, for all your contributions to the last few weeks of content and things that we've been talking about. And this conversation has just been so much fun to have and connect with people over on social media at Instagram and Facebook over on Learn With Less and Early Intervention Mama. But why don't we go ahead and finish out our series of our four Learn With Less pillars with the final installment of Move. So again, just like we've been doing in the last few episodes, and if you haven't already listened to those, go ahead and check those out. We've got three other wonderful episodes for you about the other three pillars of Learn With Less, which include play, talk, and sing. But today we're going to talk about move, what move is. We're going to give you some examples about how this pillar of move can be woven into those everyday routines. And the routine that we're going to be talking about with relation to one particular object, we're going to talk about this notion of dressing, coats, zippers. And so that's what we're going to be chatting about today. And let me go ahead and introduce what the ways that we define this pillar of move within the Learn With Less curriculum and framework. So movement, as we know, can be very big movements, very small movements, proprioceptive movement and gross motor movement and fine motor skills, all kinds of visual spatial movements, right? There's lots of different pieces to movement and then motor and sensory development in addition to how move can support all other aspects and areas of early development. So first of all, movement, whether we're talking about a child who is developing along a typical progression of learning and within, you know, quote unquote, normal limits of meeting milestones and things like that, or whether we're talking about a child with severe motor needs and limitations, movement is learning and movement is life, Mm -hmm. right? And we can always help to create more opportunities for movement, even with a child who has more motor challenges. But in general, with all of our movers, babies and toddlers are learning how their body moves, where their body ends and begins and where the rest of the world ends and begins in relation to themselves and their own identity through exploration and movement, through touching the surfaces on which they're laying down or running around on or whatever it is. And we want to think even from that very beginning of when our children are just starting to learn how to move, to consider various planes of movement when they're on us or on the floor, forward and backward and side to side up and down and vertical and diagonal. And just really remembering that when we're talking about exploration of movement, Yes, we can think about a yes space kind of a thing, a place where, you know, everything is available to our children. And also thinking about that could be inside or outside. And one of the physical therapists that I love her work, and we've had her on the Learn With Less podcast in the past, Wendy McKenna, and I'll link to the episode. She talks about how our homes are just giant containers for our children. And I love that (laughs) notion of the idea of, yes, it's really important to have a space that you feel comfortable for your child to explore in and also get outside, right? Your children can explore spider webs and the gravel and the broken sidewalk and Mm -hmm. um, the, the little pebbles between their toes and the grass and 
the do and all of the things, right? It doesn't matter whether you are in a rural or urban or suburban setting or any other place, there is so much to explore and movement is how our young children do that. So that is sort of the the basic outline that I wanted to start with. And let's move into how we can use this understanding of this pillar of move in relation to say putting on coats and zipping up and zipping down zippers and really just dressing in general. So Miranda, why don't you get us started on just sort of the ways that we can utilize this pillar of movement and move in relation to everyday routines? Yeah. So I don't know. My brain just goes to the really tiny infant side of things first in terms of developmental spectrum and thinking about at first, you're kind of moving your tiny human through yeah. dressing, yeah. putting their arm through a shirt for the first time and those sensations that they have putting their hand through it. And then thinking about how when they start moving their fingers and really moving from involuntary grasping onto something to voluntary grasping yeah. on yeah. something, your hair, a necklace maybe you're wearing or your shirt, the zipper, feeling how that feels different. So so just really thinking about those smaller movements and then working up. There's this meme that's gone around the internet that shows instead of a toddler trying to get dressed, it's wrestling an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Every like, parent is... and caregiver of a toddler knows this. Yes. Like, yes even like if it's... they've never seen that, they know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but I think the tagline says recent photo of me getting my toddler dressed or something. So all of that is the movement playing chase to get away from your mom because she wants your coat to go on to go outside. You don't want to go. <laughs> Those parts of that dressing routine is movement, right? Or keeping in mind, you've done such a great job, Ayala, of just how we adapt based on our own body's needs. So if you are a parent that is wheelchair bound, how you might need to move your body to be closer to your child using a wheelchair and describing that to your child, thinking about how we get around or how we get help to get around impacts every area of development, whether it's the parent or the child that's working on movement. I'm, I'm just going to share as we're talking through this, I am just reflecting on the last couple months. My husband had a significant break in his ankle and I was gearing up to have a big season of learn with less classes and instantly one Chipotle curb <laughs> took oh, him no. down for months. Oh, no. And so it really, it just changed a whole whole perspective, I think, on movement and just what he could and couldn't do. So thinking about for him, his ankle was completely immobilized, but he was allowed to move his toe and how important it was for him to have that little bit of movement mm -hmm. in his foot up to when we regained full mobility and the celebration we had around him, like running around the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, so yeah, it really put some perspective, I think, for me on what an impact movement is on development and, you know, just in daily life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so true. Let's give a few fun ideas and examples for families who are looking for a few more tools, because it's interesting. I like to ask before Learn With Less class that I hold, I like to ask people about which 
of those four pillars of play, talk, sing, and move? Are they most confident or least confident or comfortable in supporting or doing or participating in? And so for those of us who do have more challenges with integrating movement, or maybe our children are not as interested in movement, how can we integrate more of that pillar into our daily life in, say, the routine of getting dressed or zipping up coats and things like that? Do you have some ideas for us, Miranda? Yeah, of course. So I'm envisioning if you have a little one who's working on balance and you're working on getting on snow pants or just regular pants or shorts or working on weight shifting, Mm -hmm. right? Lean to the left, lift your foot up, (laughs) put it in. Lean to the right, (laughs) lift your foot up put your foot down. So we're working on balance. Or if you have an infant who you're working on getting them to really push their hand through that shirt to get their hands out playfully helping them slide that hand through. Let's see other other things, you know, of course, those zippers, right? Like we're, we're talking a lot about, I'm envisioning gross motor things here, but that yeah. fine motor yeah. movement is yep. so important, right? Being able to pinch something to pull it up, or yep. oftentimes they're going to start by pulling down the zipper on us if we're wearing something. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> and scaffolding it, right? Yep. If they can't quite pull it down, helping them by aligning the zipper a little bit better or giving a cue tug, 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 or pull down. Scaffolding that interest that they might have in dressing to give the least amount of support that your child might need in order to be successful. Do they need two hands to step into their shoes? Do they need to sit down? Do they need you to put on their shoe, but they can shove their foot the last little bit? Yeah. Or encouraging them to ask for help in whatever way they can, whether it's looking at you or signing the word help or saying, some approximation of the word help. I love that. Visually searching for the coat and the gloves that didn't return to where you hoped they would be when you needed to leave. All the movement that comes from that, right? That's right. Yeah. Or racing to get to the door from the outside. Yes. Yeah. If you're not interested in running around in the home and things like that, just using movement to warm up, my gosh, to warm up or slow down, playing with the different kinds of movements that you can do. Again, a little bit of levity. Oh, how slowly can we put on our coats? Mm, I wonder how slowly we can bring up the zipper or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Love that. We just did the same thing in Target today. My little one did not want to hold my hand. And it was, what do you want to hold my hand and go fast? Or do you want to hold my hand and go slow? And that that helped, you know, helped us move forward with our grocery run. (laughs) Oh, that's a great example. I love it. Amazing. What else? Have we got anything else to share with folks? I mean, I feel like we've given people a lot to hold here and so many tools for all four of our pillars of the Learn With Less framework. Oh, one other thing I wanted to make sure that we chat about in terms of move is that idea of moving in and out of a space that's created and exploring a space and moving in and out of a physical space and the comfort level of the group and the caregiver and the Learn With Less facilitator, for instance. I wonder if you can share a little bit about experiences you shared in our Sing episode about a little one who was interested in exploring and needed to regulate their body 
body by moving away and how you pulled in that child and their caregiver by creating opportunities to continue to involve themselves in the class, even though they had moved away from the space. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about how move is integrated into your classes, even within the physicality of the space and the need for movement or sometimes dysregulated children and or caregivers. Yeah, I, oh my gosh, this is something that I think can be really stressful for parents. They envision oftentimes a class sitting down all together, nobody moving away. And just as a facilitator, I think it's our job to really set up the situation to say, your child is going to need to move. Let's do what they need to, to be comfortable. You may need to move. And then us as facilitators attune to what those needs are and maybe say it out loud. Oh, I see everybody is ready to get up and go. Let's take our stuff with us. So I think for me, it's really being as responsive as possible. We have certain classes that are designed to focus on movement. But for me, when I run out for classes, just really reading the group. And if we need to move out of the space that we are in to go on a walk and we sing about the trees or we, I had one of my favorite examples. We were pulling the branches on a pine tree down and using our muscles and then letting it go and sling up. And it would like fling snow on us. Oh (laughs) my gosh. That's so so fun to do again and again. But you know, it was in response to we needed to warm up. We needed to move our bodies. And you could tell that some of the children were getting restless. And so, yeah, I think just ensuring that your space that you have or that parents are comfortable in your space to move around in whatever way they need to. Referencing what you talked about at the beginning, right? You know, your home is a container, like your classroom spaces a container too. And guess what? Sometimes the door needs to be open so your little one can go up and down the hall instead and take Mm -hmm. a break from class and move their body that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for that. That's really helpful. (laughs) Yeah. I think that it's really important for people to know that too, just about how, because that is a really distinguishing marker for how like say a learn with less class functions versus sometimes other caregiver and child infant toddler classes that maybe people are used to and really how also your ability as a facilitator to manage all of that, because, you know, we have people who are early childhood educators who are maybe more used to managing groups of children but not necessarily managing caregivers and children. And then we have more interventionists, developmental therapists who are more maybe used to managing that caregiver and child dyad, but not multiple ones and not outside of a therapeutic context. So we give a lot of training around all of those things and how to manage a group and how to really facilitate engagement and movement, because that is such a big part of it. So, and I think we're so conditioned to have movement be very prescriptive almost. You think about none of this is right or wrong. Like you've talked so much about and um, use your phrase, I yell it. I'm, I'm, um, it's, the, it's, it's not but, it's and. Yeah. It's not but, it's and, you know. So we can attend a dance class and we can have a dance party with our family at night. You know, that's not this very structured thing that's just free. We can go for a run and we might just chase our child down the hill. So I think helping again to just stretch that muscle in your brain and think about what does movement mean? It can mean your baby working on tummy time, but 
but it can also mean that they are stretching their arms up or grabbing their toes. All those things are movement and it doesn't have to be this prescriptive look at movement that we often see too nowadays right in school. Like this is when recess is, this is when gym time is, but love seeing more movement happening in classrooms. Yeah, for sure. Throughout the day. Oh, so good. Yay. Well, Miranda, <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add? Oh gosh. No, but I just want to like, I'm ready. I'm ready to move now. And I know. I feel like party. <laughs> we need to get moving. That's right. So we need to get moving. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning into these last four episodes. This has been so fun to do with you, Miranda. I really oh, appreciate so time and energy and brain because it's just so fun to put our heads together and chat about these things that we're both very passionate about. And I'm just so happy to have you in this space and as part of Learn With Less. So thank you for everything you do. And anybody who's in Lansing, Michigan, especially, Miranda, do you want to just share a little bit about what you have going on in yeah. your community specifically. Actually. I would love to. And I'll just say too, before I get into that, I just so appreciate all the support I yell at and, and getting to come and talk about this. Yeah. So I am in the process of actually opening up a physical space in Lansing called the Emerging Parent, where I will have Learn With Less classes and open play and some other classes and hopefully lots of collaboration with local early childhood providers and parent support people. And so my vision is to really serve families uh, that have young children who are looking for places to get out and build community in a space that feels safe. You know, here in Michigan, I think one of the things I've noticed running classes, it is hard to get out in the winter. It's important. It's essential. Oftentimes parents want to have the opportunity to linger and be together and connect. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm building a space that will allow us to do that, you know, indoors as well as what we've done outdoors. So yeah. <laughs> so special. And you can learn more about that over at Miranda's website, earlyinterventionmama.com. Again, it's called the Emerging Parent. So anybody who is or knows anybody with a little person in Lansing, Michigan, head on over because it's going to be awesome. All right. And then Miranda, you have a special freebie that pulls together some of the routines we've talked about in these last four episodes. Can you let people know where to find that? Yep. You can find that at earlyinterventionmama.com slash daily routines freebie. Amazing. And then again, <laughs> you can also download the Learn With Less Infant and Toddler Development Blueprint that goes through all of these four pillars of play, talk, sing, and move in terms of the framework that we use here and how it relates to early development. And that's over at learnwithless.com slash blueprint. We will have all these things in the show notes and we can't wait to connect with you. We want to hear all about how you have enjoyed these last four episodes and all the content that we've created for you over on Instagram and Facebook with regard to the more visual aspects of the things that we've been chatting about. So Miranda, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. All right. That sounds like a plan. Thank you for having me. And like you said, I just look forward to connecting with everybody on socials. Yeah. So early intervention. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? 
Goodbye to the babies, goodbye to the toddlers, goodbye bigger kids, goodbye all the siblings, goodbye to the grown-ups, goodbye to the singers, goodbye Ayalet, goodbye Miranda, we laughed and we played, we're getting very clever, this is what counts, being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.